The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today is Tanya's Esther, and tomorrow is Purim, and since I've decided to not make a new episode for Purim, uh, because, you know, we're going to be busy with Purim, <laughs> I, uh, I decided to make today's episode uh, about Purim. So today's reading is from Seneca's letter eight, number 18 on festivals and fasting, which we read and, uh, in its entirety on Asara Batavis, which I believe was the episode was on the 24th and 25th of December. So if you want an episode for the fast, you can re-listen to those and then you could save this episode for tomorrow, whatever you want to do. But we're going to read an excerpt today from that letter. Uh, and this is on the festivals part, not the fasting part. Seneca writes to Lucilius. Uh, and, and the context, by the way, is he's talking about the uh, celebrations that went on in Rome uh, for Saturnalia, which was for all of December, and it involved apparently a lot of drinking and cavorting and merrymaking. And Seneca writes, uh, I'm sure that if I know you are right, playing the part of an umpire, you would have wished that we should be neither like the liberty-capped throng in all ways, nor in all ways unlike them, unless perhaps this is just the season when we ought to lay down the law to the soul and bid it be alone in refraining from pleasures when just when the whole mob has let itself go in pleasures. For this is the surest proof which a man can get of his own constancy, if he neither seeks the things which are seductive and allure him to luxury, nor is led into them. So let me pause for one second here. This actually dovetails very nicely with the letter number five that we were reading this week when he's advising Lucilius to take the middle path and to not be like the the masses in all ways uh, and to distinguish himself philosophically in his conduct, but also to not withdraw from them and be a complete ascetic or or live a uh, a lifestyle that estranges all other people. So what he's saying now is in this this festival, then uh, then you you Lucilius, are confronted with this crossroads. On the one hand, you might take my advice from before, which is to take the middle path and to not be like the liberty-capped throng in all ways, nor in all ways unlike them. Or you might say that since everyone is indulging in in drinking and and festivities, maybe this is the time to completely with, uh, refrain from these pleasures and to take the ascetic approach, not permanently, but in order to distance ourselves from the mob. Now, this is when Seneca gives his advice, uh, which I think is related to Purim. He says, it shows much more courage to remain dry and sober when the mob is drunk and vomiting, but it shows greater self-control to refuse to withdraw oneself and to do what the crowd does, but in a different way, thus neither making oneself conspicuous nor becoming one of the crowd, for one may keep holiday without extravagance. Now, obviously, there... Uh, are many uh, opinions, both halakhically and philosophically, about the obligation to drink on Purim. And we're not, this is not a halakha podcast. Uh, but I wanted to briefly just go over, I mean, just for, I guess, as a refresher, we have, you know, the, the Gemara says in uh, Megillah, Daf Zayn Amud Bez, Amar Rava, Michaev Inish Levasumi Bepuraya Ad Loyada Ben Araham Labarach Mordechai. A man is obligated to become intoxicated on Purim until he doesn't know the difference between. Accursed is Haman and blessed is Mordechai. 
So obviously, and unfortunately, a lot of Jews take this as a license to get completely drunk and wild and and destructive and, you know, all other sorts of bad adjectives and to do reckless things on Purim. And that is, and they think that the more they do this, then the more they're involved in the mitzvah. So that approach is uh, is obviously wrong. Uh, if you look at the at the various opinions, well, I guess I said this is not going to be halachas here, but I, I have to mention some some halachos uh, or some some views of this just in order to to contextualize what I'm about to say. So if you look at the mafarshim on this, if you look at the commentaries, both on the commentaries on the Gemara and the Poskim, you find uh, uh, again a wide variety. Everyone everyone is bothered by this fact that that this is a very non-Jewish way of celebrating. We never have an obligation to get drunk. And in many cases, for example, on Yom Tov, there's a prohibition to get drunk because it is it interferes with simcha. It interferes, it prevents the true type of simcha of, of, of rejoicing, which is something that, to borrow a quote from the Me'iri here, is uh, that... Hold on, I'm just looking here. I'm, I'm looking at the Me'iri's commentary on our Gemara where he says... I, I, know, I know what he says, but it's just a big paragraph... He says, da, 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 da. Shalonitztav, I mean, he's borrowing from the Ramam. Shalonitztav, you know, al simcha shalhololus shtus. We are not commanded regarding a rejoicing of wildness and idiocy. Ella simcha shal ta'anug, but in a joy of, in, uh, in, in a rejoicing of enjoyment, pleasure. Shinagia mitocha la'ahavas Hashem behoda alhanisim sha'asalanu. Uh, which through which we arrive at love of God and thanksgiving for the miracles that he did for us. So that's really the goal here. So everyone is bothered by this. Some go so far, like the Me'iri, as to say that this halakha was rejected and that there is no obligation to get drunk and that it is uh, it's prohibited to do so. But even the ones who say that we are obligated to get drunk, they put it into a halakhic framework and have a specific controlled measure in how they get drunk. So for example, you have Tosfos on that Gemara who says that you have to get drunk until you you get mixed up with the 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 lengthy sl- song slash poem of uh, of uh, uh, Haman Baruch Mordechai uh, Arura Zeresh Brucha Esther Arurim Kol HaRashaim Bruhim Kol HaYehudim. So in other words, you, you have to my understanding of that is you have to Drink and then see if you can mess up that song when due to your intoxication. So going to Tozos, you would drink, get drunk, try out the song. Drink, get drunk, try out this, you know, a little bit more, get try out the song until you mess it up. And then you're Yote, then you fulfill your obligation and that's it. Or you have the Rambam who says you drink, get drunk, which presumably means until you are intoxicated to the point where you can't speak before a king. Um, so not s- smashed drunk, but that level of drunkenness. And then you you go, fall into a deep sleep in your drunkenness. So get drunk and then take a drunk nap, all right? That's a measured level of drunkenness. There is a, 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 a terminus to it. There's a, a point where you can say, okay, I fulfilled the mitzvah. Then you've got the kolbo who says, uh, you drink yoser milimudo. You drink more, a little bit more than you're, uh, than you're used to. So if you are used to drinking one cup, you drink two. If you're used to not drinking anything, then you drink one cup. Etc. And the acronym deal with uh, with how that plays out in practice. Then you've got the the somewhat uh, uh, I don't want to use the word wacky, but I guess I just did uh, opinion of the Maharil who holds that 
you have to, first of all, he holds that this is not a, a, an obligation. It's an optional mitzvah, which is interesting because the Gemara does say uh, that you're chayev. But anyway, to drink wine and become drunk to the point where you cannot calculate the gematria of the phrases Arahaman and Baruch Mordechai, which have the same gematria, the same numerical value. So according to him, you would, you would keep drinking wine and test out the gematria, you know, see if you could do these calculations. And then once you get to that point, then you're uh, then you're yote. And then you have the Aruch Shulchan who says when it says Ad lo yada ben Araham Baruch until you uh, don't know the difference between our uh, cursed is Haman and blessed is Mordechai. He says it's Ad velo Ad bechlal. It means until but not including. So if you get to the point where you don't know the difference, then you've gone too far. So you have to keep it. In other words, it's an upper limit that the Gemara is specifying, not a minimal obligation. Okay, I, I guess I did. I did lie. This this is not supposed to be halacha here. But my point in all of this is that. Uh, oh, and sorry. Before I say my point, uh, the vast majority of those who write on this say that it's also only drunkenness on wine. Many of the mafarshim that I just mentioned say specifically wine because wine is the simcha beverage, is the beverage of rejoicing. Wine is is the the beverage of the megillah itself. Uh, numerous other reasons. Yain yisamach levav enosh. Wine gladdens the heart. It's the it's the uh, it's a chashuv beverage. It's, it's 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 distinguished, but presumably according to these posts, if you're drinking hard alcohol or beer or these other type, types of things, then that's not included in the mitzvah at all. So what's my point? My point is that those who who do hold that there are that there's an obligation to get drunk on Purim must do so in a in a Jewish way. And what is the Jewish way? The Jewish way here is very similar to the Stoic way, which is not the way that the mob does, which is abandoning themselves to wild drunkenness, and also not the way that the ascetic does of completely withdrawing, although again, according to the Me'iri, then that might be appropriate. Rather, to, as, as Seneca says, to, to do what the crowd does, but in a different way. And what that means for us is doing this with halachic self-control. And, and, having the actual letter of the law in mind when governing our indulgence in something which would threaten to remove us from that, and also having the philosophy of the law in mind, which we we did not go into here, but at the very least, everyone's going to hold that the philosophy, well, not everyone, I guess, but the philosophy of the, the Purim Suda, despite being uh, involving drunkenness, is the simcha, is the rejoicing of the themes of Purim. So that's how our Chachamim, that's how our, our wise, wise men and philosophers would celebrate. And that is different than the masses. And so I guess the, the, uh, the practical lesson here is when, or the practical application for, for tomorrow for Purim is those of us who are engaging in, in celebratory drinking should keep this in mind throughout. And, uh, and, and strive to have the type of courage that that uh, that Seneca is talking about to Lucilius, uh, and uh, hopefully we all succeed and uh, have a happy Purim and uh, and our Mekayim when then we fulfill the mitzvos of the day with uh, with true joy and uh, and according to their halachos. That is it for today's episode, and um, thank you again to those who have filled out the survey. I'll include that today as well. This has definitely been helpful. I've got a lot of helpful feedback on on what is what people appreciate and also what can be done to improve the podcast. So thank you very much. If you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, 
please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbishnewais. The link is in the description. Thank you to my listeners for listening, and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone. And uh, I hope everyone has a happy Purim. Talk to you next week.